The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Ali Webb, the founder of Dry Bar. Hey, I'm Adrian Kayla, the founder of Take New Ground. Previously on Raising the Bar, Michael and I learned how founders moved from idea to scale. In this new season, we'll be exploring the inner world of an entrepreneur, the juicy stuff. Suing a vision brings up fear and personal challenges, the stuff that nobody likes to talk about. So we dive into what it takes to overcome the obstacles that make most people quit. This is a study on perseverance. Adrian is a coach for select executives. I love his brilliant mind and deep love for people, including me. So if you're starting a business and already want out, tune in. You might not be as alone as you think. Welcome to You're Gonna Love Me, the podcast where we open the eyes, the ears, and the hearts of anyone who has judged or been judged. Well, hopefully. I'm your host, Katie Maloney. Welcome back. Happy Friday, everyone. It's an all new episode. And guess what? I just celebrated a year. That's pretty exciting. And today I have a hilarious, fabulous guest. You know him from Million Dollar Listing. I have Josh Flack. Hi, Josh. Hi. (laughs) I'm in Josh's beautiful home. It's gorgeous. Thank you. Thank you for having me over. Well, I didn't have a choice. I had to do this stuff. You didn't have a choice. I think you did have a choice. I did. That's true. Yeah, you did. You wanted to a little bit. I did. I looked at your followers and I said, I'm definitely doing it. (laughs) I mean, if you didn't have a good like rating or whatever, I probably would have said no. I do. I do. And the podcast is, you know, people like it. And I think people will be excited to listen to a podcast with you on it. I hope so. I guess we won't know until it airs. I think it's mostly about who I have on. Yeah, I would. I would think so. <laughs> Less Do you about ever me. get guests that you're just like, why don't I book this person? This sucks. Uh, no. Really? No, I don't I'm, I'm pretty that. selective. I think. Well, I'm saying maybe you select properly, but you don't know that they're going to be horrible until they get on. I can't imagine that everyone you've had on that you were like, oh, this is going to be so hard to cut. You know, sometimes some people aren't as comfortable talking and aren't as great at conversations. But I think I am. So I think I'm I'm pretty good at making people feel comfortable and making, you know, conversation flow. Oh, Josh has got a Yes, we a have puppy. a new dog. He's the size of a small country. He is a kangaroo. <laughs> He's it is like a huge. small pony, actually. He is massive. So Josh, I've been a fan of yours long before my time on Bravo. Right. So back in 2009, I got into a bad accident and I was like housebound. Really? Yeah. Can I ask what happened? Well, long story short, I fell through a skylight like 25 feet. Yeah, it's horrific. 25 feet? 25 feet. Yeah. So I had broken bones. My jaw wired shut, the whole thing. So yeah. Can I ask how that happened? Well, I sat on a skylight. It was a big skylight and I was a much smaller person back then. I was healing with my mom at my grandma's house, but- You're in LA? Well, I went to Vegas. Do you love how I've just changed this and I'm conducting the interview now? Well, I went to Vegas because I saw an oral specialist there because the oral specialists here were kind of dicks to me. And this is right around like Thanksgiving time. So we got a referral to Vegas because my grandparents lived there. So it was nice. It worked out really great because I lived in an apartment here. It would have just been not an ideal situation. But yeah, so my mom, she was very into Bravo at that time. And so she was like, I love this show, Million Dollar Listing. 
and you were on it. And I was just like, this person is so hilarious, super fascinating. And you had just the cutest relationship with your grandma, which I totally identified with because I've always been really close with my grandma and your grandma's just such a character. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. I'm always very curious about people, people that I know, people that I don't know. Cause I think such an interesting time in all of our lives were when we were in high school. It's kind of the most awkward times in our lives, but also very like formidable times in our lives. Mm -hmm. What were you like in high school? Well, high school is a six year period, right? So there's different stages of high school. Yeah. Well, why don't we start earlier than that? Why don't we start sure. middle school or even elementary school? You know, as a child, I didn't have many friends. I had friends. It wasn't like I was, oh, boo, boo me. I don't have any friends. I, I had some friends, but I was never into people my age. I was never into kids. I was always into adults. Mm. And because of that, I never really fit in because generally when you go over to your friends' homes for a sleepover and you know the kids are outside playing basketball or the kids are outside eating pizza or running around or doing what kids do. And I'm sitting there decorating the parents' living room. <laughs> That's generally not something that kids can relate to. And so because no. of that, well, I was very popular amongst the parents, but um, <laughs> especially because they, well, you know, you would think if you're sleeping at someone's house and then the parents wake up the next morning and their living room is completely redecorated, it might piss somebody off. But no, they actually really liked my taste. You had a flair for it. Yes, that also goes back to, you know, I was quite precocious as a child and also always felt very comfortable, which is something still today I can get very comfortable. I, I sometimes go into people's houses and still redecorate them. And that would be offensive to most people, but somehow I can pull it off. You can come over to my house anytime and do that. And, and I, <laughs> you might, um, that might happen. If you invite me to your house, that might happen. It's happened a couple of weeks ago at someone's house. That person thought it was very strange anyway, because I only met the person one time. So, um, it was at a party with 60 people that that's a little strange, but even for me. So anyway, so, um, Growing up, I, um, you know, I would play like, for instance, soccer as a kid, AYSO. I wasn't into sports. So I'd play on the team. I kicked the goal for the other team. That didn't go over very well with my team members, <laughs> right? Co-players, co co my, my, my co-staff, <laughs> my uh, team members. Um, I was very popular with the other team that day. Yeah. Yeah. I remember as I was kicking that goal, I was thinking to myself, yes, you can do it. You can do it, Shosh. You can do it. And I just look over and my parents' heads are in their lap. And uh, Amazing. Yeah. Well, anyway, that was the end of that <laughs> career. Tried baseball, t-ball. That didn't go over so well. I was good at skiing, by the way. Very good at skiing. That, that's the only sport I was ever good at as a child. And still am. That's the only sport I can do. I never learned how to ski, which is really terrible because I'm from Park City, Utah. That's really weird. I know. Snowboard? Eh. You can't snowboard in, in Deer Valley anyway, but they don't allow it. I mean, I my dad worked for Park City Mount Resort, so I had a free pass. So I Was like, your dad I, just like so disappointed in no, you? No, I mean, I just didn't want to get hurt. I wasn't into extreme sports, but I kind of learned how to snowboard. Anyways, continue. So, yeah, so then, you know, sixth grade, <laughs> you graduate elementary school. I think, again, people thought I was precocious. You know, it, I remember my grandmother driving me to camp in her Rolls Royce and everybody looking at me uh, get out in front of the dining hall. Oh. And today, you know, of course, I loved it because I was a pretentious asshole then, just like <laughs> I am now. But uh, you could see how other kids would not be able to relate to me because that's just not something that happens with normal kids. And by the way, I grew up in a normal household. Like my parents, I grew up very well, but I didn't, like my parents were not overtly pretentious and whatnot. I was very close with my grandmother and she happened to, you know, like some of the more fancier things and whatnot. Because of 
that my best friend growing up was a 90 year old woman and I was quite precocious <laughs> and that's just what it was. And then we get into high school Now I'd gone from one high school to another. So automatically you have to, you know, make new friends. Um, but the kids that had gone to the elementary school version of that high school were all friends already with each other and grown up together. So there was already their clique of friends. So I didn't really have many friends there either. So, so far, this is a really happy story, right? Um, <laughs> but for some reason I never felt like a loner or like boo-hoo. I don't have any friends. I actually had this weird strain. I wrote about it in my book. I had this weird feeling that like, fuck them. I'm cool. And I know I'm cool. Even though I really had no friends and there was no evidence of it. But for some reason, I just had this feeling that I just was really cool. So I guess that's better than feeling sorry about yourself and right. not having friends. So <laughs> anyway, but then around <laughs> 10th grade, you know, I made a group of friends. I started playing golf and uh, met a different group of kids. And then I actually shockingly became popular, whatever, whatever mm -hmm. the fuck that means. But still, not in my high school. Like I had no friends there, but every other high school in LA, like Crossroads, you know, all the other, she and I had tons of friends go there. It was very strange. It was like going for, it was like a, like it was bizarre, but I liked it obviously. Yeah. So my sister uh, dated Fred Savage uh, in oh. high school. They both went to Brentwood together, Brentwood school where I went. And I remember on the soccer field or football, I don't remember what it was. They were watching a football game and I remember I was talking to Fred. This is when he was on the Wonder Years at the time. Yeah. Remember the Wonder Years? Oh, yeah. Okay. He goes, you should be an agent, a talent agent, not a, you know. Oh. So me, I go, I'm going to be an agent. For years, I'm telling him, I'm going to be the biggest agent in Hollywood. I'm going to be this, whatever. <laughs> and then my uncle, who was at the time, he was a bigwig at William Morris, which is now William Morris Endeavor, goes, okay, well, you want to do this kid? you need to start reading Variety because how are you going to be an agent if you don't know what's going on in Hollywood? I go, great. We'll get my parents to give me a subscription to Variety. One shows up, two shows up, 10 show up, not read. 20 show up, it's collecting dust. Mm -hmm. And so finally, you know, my parents and, and my uncle go, you're not going to be a fucking agent. You haven't even opened Variety once. You have could care less about Hollywood. But a real estate agent and a Hollywood agent are quite the same. The difference is that Hollywood agents sell people and I sell dirt and houses. Yeah. Not that I determined at that moment I was going to be a real estate agent. I did focus my attention a little bit more on architecture and design because that was something I was always interested in. So I said, then I wanted to be an architect, right? Fast forward down the line at some point back to playing golf. And one of the kids that I was playing golf with parents were looking for some substantial real estate in LA. And I called up and wanted to intern for the broker that was their broker, you know, he was finding them this, this family, their houses. And I, you know, interned, apprenticed, whatever, for a couple of years. This is starting at 16. So 16, 17, whatnot, really getting involved around 18. I'm not licensed yet though, but by the time I turn 19, um, I get my license. Pardon the interruption, we got to talk about hair, specifically hair care, because there is no one size fits all solution when it comes to hair care. A product that works wonders for curls might make straight hair limp and greasy. I know for me, I have scalp issues. I get the flakes and it sucks, but you know, I struggle sometimes finding a product that is going to tackle that issue while taking care of the rest of my hair. But thanks to my personalized pros routine, I can honestly say I've never been more in love with my hair. Pros makes custom hair care that's effective because it's personal. Using natural ingredients with proven results, Pros customizes every product in your routine from shampoo to supplements. First, Pros starts by asking you about you as a person with their in-depth consultation. You know, Pros asked me really unexpected things like, 
my zip code, eating habits, how often I work out. I was not expecting that, but they were really important questions. Next, pros analyzed all my answers and determined what unique blend of ingredients should be in every product of my custom routine. And together, pros got all my hair goals covered. And I loved it because when I got my box, first of all, all my products had my name on it, which was a really cute added touch. And they looked really nice in my shower. And, you know, because I have my name on it, that means Tom can't use it. <laughs> and along with all of that, I had all my consultation results. And then I got the leave-in conditioner, shampoo, and a pre-shampoo scalp mask for my scalp issues. I had all the key ingredients, what they do. I got the Oasis scent. It smells like magic. And I just love all the transparency. I can see all the ingredients, has instructions, frequency, how often I need to use it. I love it if you are someone that is struggling to find a product that is gonna really do wonders on your hair. I cannot recommend it enough. And if you're not 100% positive that Pros is the best hair care you've had, they will take back the products, no questions asked. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash loveme. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash loveme for your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off. All right, let's get back to the show. I feel really inadequate. <laughs> wow. Why? You've been on television? You have a podcast? Um, I don't know because like when I was 16, 17, I was not doing that kind well, of stuff. A lot of people don't but, do like, much I'm, with I'm very impressed. I just don't think I was mature enough to do any of that at that age. But considering that you were saying in, you know, elementary school, you know, you were doing interior decorating basically while every, all the other kids were playing, you know, hide and go seek or whatever they're doing outside. Well, that's <laughs> what I to... liked by that. And that's why the room that you're sitting in looks like, you know, yeah, like this. This is stuff like I've been wanting since I was a child. When did you make your first like big 2005. sale? What was your big first like purchase from your commission? Do you remember like what you did when you were like, all right, I'm going to go buy something now. My first big purchase was the painting right behind me. Actually, that was my first big purchase. Yeah. Do you remember how you felt when I bought it? Yeah. Poor. <laughs> <laughs> it's really expensive. Like I know how like Tom and I feel like when we bought our house, we're like, we're like, cool. Now we're house poor. So you grew up in LA. Where's your favorite place in LA? For what? Where could you spend every single day? In my home. In your home. Okay. Where's your favorite place to eat? Well, it was Medeo until they closed. Oh. Okay. Where's your favorite place to get a drink? Polo Lounge. Yeah. Beverly Hills Hotel. Do you love the Beverly Hills Hotel? I love the Beverly Hills Hotel. The Beverly Hills Hotel is like a second home to me, or I am there consistently, almost on a daily basis. What's your favorite thing to eat there? McCarthy salad. Same. I feel so ridiculous spending $40 on a salad. 42. Forty, okay, it's 42 now. I remember when it was 24. It's $42, but like, I'm sorry. It's just so good. And I'll give you a little tip. Order it with Thousand Island dressing. Really? It's off the charts. Fire. Okay, next time I'm going, I'm going to get that. Trust me. Have them toss it for you though. Oh, I always get it tossed. Okay, yeah. some people put it on the side because no, whatever. I and I hope I you don't like, I hope you get everything in it. Oh yeah, no, I don't. A lot no. of people would be like, I'll have the McCarthy no. salad, but no bacon, no lettuce, no chicken, no tomatoes. Uh -uh. And then I'm like, so essentially you're asking for a salad with beets and lettuce? 
No, I, first of all, after working in restaurants for majority of my life, I try not to modify anything because it's a pain in the ass for everyone. Right. I don't want to make anyone's job harder. That's nice. Do you tip really well? Yes. Especially because that's how people make their money. Do you overly tip like unnecessarily tip or do you tip like what a customary like standard? I tip over 25%. Yeah. Oh, wow. I tip very well. And what if you don't like the service? I still tip over because really? it's oftentimes the service, it's, it's due to something else. What it's, if the person's just a jerk? They still got to pay rent. <laughs> they still got to make a living. I can't do it. Maybe they're having a bad day. Maybe what it's What if he puts day. a piece of glass in your salad? Would you still tip him? Well, that's the kitchen's fault, not the oh, okay. response. They don't, they're not no, behind the I mean, the if line. he actually did it himself because he didn't like you. <laughs> well, there's no way to prove that. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I have some random questions for you. It might be the McCarthy salad, but what is something you could eat every single Spaghetti day? Spaghetti bolognese and sushi. I also like lamb chops. In fact, uh, my assistant came over a couple of mornings ago and I was eating lamb chops for breakfast and a Diet Coke and she was quite horrified. For breakfast, see, I'm I'm a big fan of non-breakfast food for breakfast. Yeah, like steak and eggs or like more like... Like cold pizza. Love cold pizza. Cold pizza for breakfast, give it to me. Cold pizza is great. By the way, I always wondered why they don't have cold pizza on the menu. Like That's a lot a really of people would like idea. to have cold pizza. Give me out of the fridge. And Chinese food the next day is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Cold Chinese food, cold like, lo mein. There's Ooh. some food that's just better the next day. Lo mein. What is something that you could not live without? I guess my husband. How did you meet your husband? We had just known each other for many, many years. And then we saw again at a party and uh, he said, hey, handsome. And I thought, what the fuck is this guy talking to me? And um, <laughs> oh. I was, well, I mean, he's a really handsome guy. I was like, this, guy, I mean, this guy's out of my he's league. Very, very pretty. Yes, very pretty. And so then, yeah, we went on a date and we were, let's see, uh, six months later engaged. Six months. Well, let's see. That was December and it was July 14th, but that was probably like December 15th. So yeah, I guess. July, oh, well, happy. What was that eight months? Yeah. Well, a little late. Engagement anniversary. Well, thank you. When did you get married? September. Okay. So where'd you get married? The Beverly Hills Hotel. Of course. Was it fabulous? The hotel said it was the um, most exceptional wedding they ever had thrown there. <laughs> and I don't think they were just saying that. I, I asked kidding? them like who else has gotten married. There was pretty impressive people. <laughs> who proposed to who? I did. You did? So like- a flash mob. Are you? That's my favorite thing. Okay. I used to like YouTube um, engagement. You can YouTube ours if you'd like to see Really? It. Okay. I want to do that later when I go yeah. home. Because I used to like love YouTubing like flash mob engagements. That's like, and I would like cry and be ridiculous. Yeah. And my husband would just sit and laugh at me and be like, ugh, you're annoying. Where'd you get engaged at? We did a flash mob at the George Inc., which is the Four Seasons Hotel in Paris. Oh my God. That's my favorite city. Oh my God. Wow, I love your story. That's so romantic. Engaged in Paris, married at Beverly Hills Hotel. It's like my favorite hotel. What's your favorite hotel ever in the world? Probably the Ritz in Paris or the Hotel du Cap. Where's your, what's your favorite city in the world? I mean, just anywhere in the south of France or Maui. Ooh, Maui is beautiful. Maui is my favorite. Where's somewhere you want to go that you've never been? I've never been to Brazil. I've been to 70 countries. Really? That's a lot. I have been to Brazil. I've been to the Iguazu Falls, which is on the border of Brazil and uh, Argentina. So I have been to Brazil, but I have never been to like Rio or, you know, Sao Paulo or any of those kind of places. I mean, I've never been anywhere in South America, so I've been a few places. <laughs> Where are you from? I'm from Utah. No, like your ethnicity. Oh, I mean... I mean, I, I, so I did a 23 and me and it's like Ireland, 
some French, some English, some of the was that Balkan Peninsula, like where like Chile and I don't know. What do your parents do? Want to switch places? Yeah. Um, I told you this. My mom is actually in real estate in Las Vegas. She like switched careers. She's an agent. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And my dad, he he worked as a lift engineer at the Park City Resort for many, many years, but he no longer works. Okay. So you have collected a lot of treasures, but what's, what's the most basic thing that you do? Like walk around, take walks. Do you ever just like go like to like Starbucks and I walk to Wally's <laughs> for a glass of wine. <laughs> like so many of us do. Do you ever just like go wander around to Target and like... Oh, that kind of stuff. You love Costco. <laughs> oh, Costco. I'll go to Costco. Here we go. Yeah. But the problem is I always leave there and spend way too much I know, money. It's easy to you do You don't that. save money to go to Costco. You're like, I don't need 46 cans of tomato sauce. Like no, but by the it, time I get to the 45th or 46th can, it's expired. Like, but you don't, Costco is really great for alcohol. Believe it or not, it's just as economical to go to pavilions in West Hollywood. First of all, their Kirkland brand for booze is really good. Okay. I guess <laughs> that could, we could investigate into that. I think you should try. I don't know why I drink Kirkland vodka. Well, first of all, a lot of their brand of food, they have to make better. They actually put it through like taste testers and everything like that to be better than their competitors. It's better quality. I just don't know if someone comes to my house. I'd love to have a Kirkland on the rocks. I mean, like it's a great goose. Put it, put it in like a beautiful like decanter. No what do you think that know. I've done here? <laughs> all right yeah i mean yeah their their label isn't where it's at it's not as beautiful as you know some of the other ones but i'm telling you their vodka is actually really great i think i'm going to take the um kirkland and put it in some empty gray goose bottles and i think anyone will know the difference i think it's actually made by the same people that makes gray goose all right the more you know we're saving money look at that okay i have another question you're in your car and you're going to put on some music. What's on your playlist? Yacht Rock. <gasps> yes. Steely Dan. Oh, hell yes. Toto. Toto, Doobie Brothers. I love <laughs> Yacht Rock. So at our wedding, Tom and I had a Yacht Rock cover band. Mm. If you could only have one drink every day for the rest of your life. A Gibson. What is in a Gibson? A Gibson is <laughs> I should know this. a vodka martini with a pearl onion in it. What is the difference between a pearl onion and like just a regular like? You wouldn't want to put a regular onion in your martini. Well, not a regular onion, but just like a cocktail onion. That's a pearl, that's a pearl oh. onion. I didn't know it was called a pearl onion. I just yeah. thought- <laughs> it looks like a pearl, right? Well, yeah. It's a cocktail. It's a pearl onion. Oh, I like the name pearl onion better than a. Like, yeah, you just, just a, put it. It's like a pickled onion. You put it in a, in a just a shaken mar, just a martini and. Oh, I mean, I like a dirty martini, extra dirty. I do too. With a blue cheese olive or two. That's definitely like, I like that as a steakhouse. That's what I drink when I go to Polo Lounge. I could just get like fucked up on dirty martinis. Wait, I do want to talk a little more about hotels. Please. Because I'm also very horny for, for hotels, as I know you like hotels. What's like your first thing when you do when you check into a hotel? I go to my room. Well, okay. But like when you go into. <laughs> well, it depends <laughs> where am I? Am I a city? Am I in a, in a beach town? You're in a hotel. The first I thing go you go to the room, I open the mini bar, I make myself a Gibson. Yeah. I drink it. And then I go down to the beach and I okay. lay down or at You're the not someone that like unpacks your suitcase or does anything like that. 
It depends on the hotel. Sometimes they'll do that for us. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you stay in like hotels like that. Yeah. But I mean, if they don't have that service, then, then we'll, I don't generally unpack. I'll just take the thing as I want out of the luggage. It depends how long you're staying for. If I'm staying yeah, for two weeks, true. I'll, I'll unpack it. But if I'm staying for like two, three nights, I generally just, I can look through the suitcase. It's fine. So we already talked about your favorite hotel, the Ritz Carlton in Paris. No, Hotel du Cap in the South of France or the Ritz in Paris or George Sank in Paris or a place called La Mamounia in, in Morocco. You know, those are some of my favorites, the Beverly Hills Hotel in New York, the Carlisle. Those, these are all my favorite places. What makes them special? They're all just really, really unique. I mean, do you like to pick a hotel because of like the restaurant there, whether it has a pool or are you going to be like the rooms? Well, location's really important, Loca- firstly. Location, yeah. Secondly, I like a lobby. A lobby is very important to me. Mm. I don't like a small hotel with a small lobby. Like I like a grand lobby. I mm. like the center focal point of the hotel. I like when you can sit in the lobby. I like when there's a restaurant off the lobby, when there's a bar off the lobby. It just makes it feel like a palace. I, I don't know how to explain it, yeah. but that's something that I really like. I don't like some of these boutique hotels with a tiny little lobby. I don't know. So I like bigger hotels generally, but even if it's a small hotel, it doesn't, it really doesn't have to be a lot of rooms, but a big property with a big lobby. And then, you know, it's important to have, if it's in a resort, like an amazing pool scene. If it's a resort and doesn't have a good pool scene, I'm not into it. The restaurants are, I guess, important. Um, at least, you know, several times they have like more than than one restaurant, but one really good restaurant is great. But that's not like, I'm not like if the food's not great in the restaurant, I don't want to stay there. I'm most interested in the lobby, the pool, the rooms have to be, you know, like that's really important to me. Yes. Um, the beds. The beds are very important. It needs to have like, amp, like extra, more than, more than enough pillows. More than enough pillows, but sometimes you can request ahead of time what kind of pillows you want and mm. that's important. The beds and the sheets and whatnot at the Ritz, as well as the George Sank in Paris, there's nothing like it. It's like the most, you're like floating on in air. It's amazing. So that can be an incredible experience in a really fine hotel. But then there's like amazing hotels like Villa Dest in Lake Como, which is one of the grand hotels of Europe, but it's like you're sleeping on a fucking rock. And some people like that. Some people, like my mother likes a hard mattress. I hate it. And no, thank you. When we stayed at the Four Seasons in Kyoto in Japan and the bed was like, the most incredible bed ever. So we loved it so much that when we <laughs> bought our house, you can we, buy a mattress from Four we Seasons. Bought a mattress yeah. from Four Seasons. I was like, I, one, I'm going to go ahead and just get myself this bed. Good deal. Horny for hotels. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so I like to um, end podcast episodes with a little segment called Rage Text of the Day where you can send a rage text to a person, place, a thing, and just an inanimate object, whatever it may be. Whatever's pissing you off at the moment that you just want to just tell it how you're feeling. Uh-huh. So to what or to who would you send your rage text? To? I don't know if I can discuss that. <laughs> okay. Because they might be listening. Sometimes there's people on my team, there are many that, that really upset me. I the other day lost my shit and said that your job is replaceable. That wasn't very nice. So there was my rage message, but it wasn't in text. It was on the phone. Oh. Yes. I said, I write the checks every month and your job is replaceable. Yikes. That quickly put this person into shape. Oh God. So that was my rage. (laughs) That would be terrifying. I said, ship up or shape out. And I guess they shipped up. Someone wants to keep their job. For now. 
<laughs> dun, dun, dun. All right. Well, thank you so much, Josh. My pleasure. And thank you for having me. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me at home. And then, um, all right. Well, thank you all for listening. Until next time. I love you. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating and review. Follow along on social at Music Kills Kate and tune in next week for an all new episode. 